Christ, welcome back to another Child of God podcast episode where we get into just living a faithful journey and how we can live it together as a community that is heading stronger to the goal of just falling more and deeper in love with God. And I am so excited to have you here for another episode of the podcast and so today we are going to be doing the book of leviticus and i know we're all we're thinking is rules 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 and that's what we're getting rules 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 but hopefully just some encouraging statements at the end of leviticus for us and plus we just get to learn like all the fun and actually amazing and yet weird things that we don't have now some things that i'm happy that we don't have now just very interesting things that some people still do and so it's just a lot of fun to learn different facts about the bible and the different types of offerings and stuff like that so without further ado let us get into this video don't forget to subscribe and like and share it to whoever you think needs it, wants it, or, you know, just would love the content. And as you know, we start this party off with a prayer. So let's get into prayer. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for each and every person that is listening to this. Each and every person on this earth that loves you and those who have not yet found you but they are going to find you tell oh god we thank you so much for your love we thank you so much for protecting us from things that might hurt us letting us experience those things as well so that we can become better persons after we just thank you so 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 much for everything that you've given us and done for us amen okay guys so let's start into this fun episode i it's really gonna be like a fun loving episode because it's Leviticus. Oh, and so it's like the hardest, I think one of the hardest chapters to get through in the Bible be just because of how much lists and how much stuff that I know we don't do today. So I'm just like, why am I reading this? But it's very important to learn and to know what God truly wants you to know in terms of what happened in the past, what happens like to our ancestors that were going through this that we're experiencing this new form of religion and so let's jump straight into it and we have a little bit of chapter one where we talk initially about burnt offerings which as it says a burnt offering is one that is consumed by fire and regarded as ascending to god while being consumed and so thank god i don't have to do burnt offerings jesus died on the cross and paid for my sins but you know you had to go and grab rocks you had to make altars you had to start the fire it's like a sacrificial barbecue and so basically you were just out here killing animals and burning them just to ask god you know for his love and his touch on the things around us so uh, you see, you have the burnt offering of the herd, the burnt offering of flocks or fowls, the meat slash meal offering of flour with oil and incense. You have, it's, it's a lot. And so, 
So it says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, ye shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd, and of the flock. So he said, Yeah, just bring these offerings. Bring them. Bring them to me. And if his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a meal without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And he shall put his hand up upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. And he shall kill the bullock before the Lord and the priests. Aaron's son shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood around and upon the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. He shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into his pieces. And the sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire upon the altar and lay the wood in order upon the fire. But his inwards and his legs he sh shall he wash in water. And the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice and offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And so, you know, the Lord wanted these so that we can like so that they can have and seek atonement for their sins and you know just the things that, that they weren't doing right in their lives then we have the peace offering and the peace offering which would be any offering made to pursue to procure peace a sacrificial offering made in order to assure communion with God uh the peace offering also just states that our peace and a reconciliation with God through this you know sinless sacrifice and that's where like Christ came in as well so Christ came in and erased all of this like just all of this we don't have to do any of these things anymore we don't have to do any burnt sacrifices any peace offerings um all we do is repent confess and you know create our action steps with God in prayer so it's a very it's a it's a very big very drastic turn and so here it says an if his oblation be a sacrifice of peace offering, this is chapter 3, if he offer it of the herd, whether it be male or female, he should offer it without blemish before the Lord. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering and kill it at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And it was just blood being sprinkled. And he shall offer the sacrifice of the peace offering, an offering made by fire unto the Lord, the fat that covereth the innards. And all the fat that is upon the inwards, the fat that is on them, which is the flanks, the call above the liver, the kidney, it shall he take away. And so that's just a lot. I don't, I honestly, I know a lot of the men probably did this aspect of, you know, the marriage. Like, yeah, babe, I'm about to go walk outside. You'll do this offering. I'm about to go kill this, you know, bullock. Yeah, let's just, let's just take it home. And so, like, I just can't imagine, like, stepping outside my house and be like, oh, it's offering day, let's go grab the animals. Which I know some people experience this in general, like, you know, butchers or whatever. I don't know how they do that either, though, so. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think I have the stomach for it. And so then we have sin offerings. And so sin offerings, on the other hand, are basically like it says for our sins it's an offering for a specific sin so in leviticus you had the sin offering of ignorance in chapter four the sin offering for the congregation the sin offering for the ruler the sin offering for other individuals um and so with that being said 
it was all blood sacrifices that were related to sin, um, but a defined sin. So it's not an offering for like just sin in general. And so in the Lord speaks to Moses saying, speak unto the children of Israel saying, if a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done and shall do against any of them. If the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring forth his sin, which he hath sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. And so the same thing happens with different sins. Like we mentioned earlier with the offering of a ruler, the sin offering of a congregation, and just like types of groups as well. And so the sin offering was an offering for a known sin. I don't know how that works if it was an unknown sin. Like nobody knew about this sin. Um, but hopefully they did offerings for the sins that no one knew they did. And so you had the sin offering was a sacrifice of those sins which were unintentional. So that is speaking on the ignorance. And so you didn't know the rule, but just because you're ignorant for the rule, you still have to do a sin offering because of your ignorance. Um, and so that's very important here. So if some person sins unintentionally, he should go ahead and offer an unblemished um, offering. Um, if the sin offering made a different use of the blood and the body of the animal which was offered. So they have different uses in each type of offering and diff each different type of sin offering. And it's just, it's just, it was so important to them that they made sure that they did this so that God would stay at peace with them. And so, it is definitely a lot that they had to do. And it probably was tough. Because, you know, if you imagine how much times we sin a day, like, I wonder if they had to, if they had to do an offering for each and every sin. And if so, that's a lot of animals being killed. Or a lot of people not confessing to their sins and making the offerings. So, it's definitely a lot of stuff. I mean, and if you sin a lot, then you probably won't have a meal. Because you've already offered up all the good uh, animals. Which, actually, that doesn't make sense. Because then, um your blemish like you of course you're gonna have like at least one or two blemished so i guess you're gonna eat the blemished uh animals and just give god all the perfect and pure ones and then lastly we have the trespass offering that is within chapter five this so you have the sin of concealing knowledge of guilt or unintended transgression um and then you have the, the strictly trespass offering. The trespass offerings for sins done knowingly. The law and the law of these types of offerings. The laws of the trespass offering and the peace offering. And it was just like, I could just imagine. Like I, not I. But sometimes I barely follow the rules that God has given me today. Which is just not to sin. But like just imagine if... If these rules still would be, if these rules were still here, how much worse would it have been for you? And I was just like, thank you, Jesus, every day, because I did not want to have to do this. This is a lot more of accountability on us to like, listen, you have to do this offering, you have to do this offering if you want to, like, there, and if you don't do this, then, ooh, tough luck for you. 
but the trespass offering was required when a sin is committed um unknowingly touching something that's not good touching something you know you wasn't supposed to be touching or it might be a trespass sin when you are deceitful an extortionist stealing uh, uh false promises that you made to somebody um also it was a trespass of you know fornication that was committed with a female um slave if they you know or someone who was betrothed to another these are all the cases here that we saw in leviticus that there was a possible chance of a trespass sin so or like you know a need for cleansing that's also for trespass sins and so for example, if someone stole something from me, they would have to go and do a trespass offering and then the person who stole from me had to completely like satisfy me because they offended and they stole from me and they had to compensate me equally. Stuff like that. And so it's a lot of different rules, it's a lot of different stuff that to be talking about, but it's like if I feel like there's definitely a lot less accountability today, which I mean I get because you know Jesus died for us died for us like the only accountability we need is God and God alone but I wonder if sometimes like it makes us feel funny I don't know how to put this but I wonder if sometimes you know like here if someone stole something for you you you're holding them accountable it sometimes feels off like if I know someone hurt me I want to make them feel accountable then I realize nah I can't I can't do that because this accountability went both ways and so if I'm gonna be holding people accountable and telling them to return my stuff and to equally compensate me when I sin against God I'm gonna have to make sure I have my offering ready too and the question is were people doing that and are people doing that today remaining accountable if you made a fault like if you made a promise to somebody are you keeping that promise with that person if you are sinning and making bad decisions are you turning around and repenting it's just that sense of accountability that comes down on us and regardless of the time in which you know we have rules are we abiding by those rules are we being obedient to the things that god has put in place for us to follow so a lot of big gigantic questions and you know hopefully we find a lot more of the answers so now let's go into the interesting facts um, this is my favorite part because there was a lot. There's a lot of interesting stuff in Leviticus that I found that's super funny. So in chapter 11, we have the the beast that may be eaten. So who, whatsoever part of the hoof and is cloven-footed and cheweth the cud upon the beast that ye shall eat. So anything else of that is a negative. You are not. Nope. Nope. Nada, no, you're not. And like fishes that may be eaten, these shall ye eat of all that are in the waters, whatsoever hath fin, scales in the waters, in the seas, and in the rivers, them shall ye eat. And all that have not fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination to you. So those snails, those escargot eaters, hmm. I eat shrimp often and it's very debatable because don't they have scales aren't those things on them scales 
I feel like there's they have skills. But anyway, that's besides the point. I eat kunk regardless. Behaving to the world. 242 to the world. Love kunk. But that I know for sure. If we were back then, I would it would be an abomination to me. It's supposed to be back then an abomination to me. Also, my question is, nevertheless, these shall not eat of them that chew cud or of them that divide the hoof. As the camel, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean to you. So no eating camels out here in these streets. And, you know, the coney, the hare, the swine, no pork for y'all out there. You shall not eat it. And so, I know there are a lot of people, I know people, who still follow these rules, which, I mean, kudos to them. They have a lot more share power than me. But, my question, if for the theologians down there that who want to comment and give me great information and clarity, because I am also learning. Where does, like, it stop? Because then, if burnt offerings were taken away, does that mean these restrictions and these rules were also taken away? Question mark. And that's where I left that one. And then, the funny part about this was, not funny, it's not really funny. But, chapter 12 was talking about the purification of women after childbirth. And I know that no no one in my family have done this. But, like, just, if the woman have conceived the seed and born a man child, then she shall be unclean seven days. Could you imagine giving birth and then someone was shouting out, unclean, unclean. She needs to be inside. Like, I would, oh my gosh, I'd be so angry. It's like, according to the days of the separation for her infirmity, shall she be clean. And the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised, the baby. And she shall then continue in the blood after purifying three and thirty days. She shall touch no hollow thing, nor come into the sanctuary until the days of her purifying be fulfilled. I never got that. I, I, I don't know. But... Then they have women purification offerings. You know, if I'm pregnant and then I'm hurting, walking over. It's just, I'm just so thankful for Jesus Christ right now. Every time I read Leviticus, I'm very thankful for God sending his son for my life because this is hard. Um, And then you had discharges and uncleanliness, guys. And by guys, I mean girls because... We are the ones with the discharges and I'm not going to say uncleanliness, but yeah. And so he's, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and uh, actually what's weird is it's kind of like nuanced, not nuanced, it's not really not nuanced, but it said every bed whereon he lieth that hath the issue is unclean. Everything whereon he sitteth shall be unclean. So, mm, if he that hath the issue spit upon him that is clean, then he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until even. So it's kind of like COVID. Unclean. Maybe. Maybe. I think so. Maybe not. But, um, and the vessel of earth he touches which hath the issue shall be broken. Which is weird because, like, you know... They talked mainly about a guy the entire like chapter until we got to like verse 18. The woman also with whom man shall lie with seed of copulation, they shall both bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the even. 
And everything that she lieth upon in separation shall be unclean. And if it be on her bed, she sitteth when he toucheth, he shall be unclean. It's just a lot of unclean going on in chapter in chapter 15, which is also funny to me. But, you know, I find weird things funny. Then we have unlawful marriages and unlawful lusts. Uh, verse 20 talks about, Moreover, thou shalt not lie carnally with thy neighbor's wife to defile thyself with her. So no cheating with your neighbor's wife or anyone's wife. Um, thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. So that is where a lot of people get that verse from and use on other people negatively, which we do not do here. 23, neither shall thou lie with any beast to defy thyself therewith, neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down there too. It is, that is confusion, okay? I, it's confusion. I'm, I'm, I'm humbly agreeing. It's confusion. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Uh, that's weird. Um, he also talks about keeping my judgments, keeping my ordinances. None of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him and uncover their nakedness. So no incest going around, the nakedness of thy sons or daughters or daughters or daughters. Like, just don't do it. Um, yeah, just, 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 just don't do none of that. And then, yeah. That he said first, so whoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them, shall be cut off from among their people. So, no cheating, guys. And by guys, I mean anyone. No cheating, y'all. Yeah, I'm gonna switch it to y'all. And then we have a repetition of like various different types of laws. So, ye shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another. You shall not be doing that. It's not good for the soul. Also, thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. So, no hating. We're not supposed to hate anybody. Don't hate any. Don't allow hate into your heart, people. That's not what we're about. It's not what we're doing. You shall not swear by my name falsely, neither shalt thou profane the name of God. I am the Lord. You shouldn't defraud your neighbor. You shall. You should not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind. Now that's just mean. That's just cold-hearted and rude. You should not be up and down tail bearer among thy people, or stand against the blood of thy neighbor. And thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 18. Ye shall not round the corners of your heads, neither shall thou mar the corners of thy beard. I did not get that. Ye, that's a, I guess it's a guy thing. It's a guy thing. Ye shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. So that's talking about self-harming. And so there was just, there's a lot. Um, You have... And if a man shall lie with a woman, having her sickness, and shall uncover her nakedness, he hath discovered her fountain, she hath uncovered the fountain of her blood, and both of them shall be cut off from among their people. So, that is having intercourse while a woman's on her period, 
you have punished a whole list of punishments just for adultery. And the man that committeth adultery with another man's wife, even he that committeth adultery with his neighbor's wife, the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. You know, that's, uh, that's a steep, it's a very steep price. And so, like, I will not be cheating. Even just cheating is not good. But I would not be cheating because I wouldn't have been cheating back then. You know what it is if I see that I would be put to death? Why am I risking my life for some love? No, sir. No, no. No, sir. I will work on whatever I gotta work on with my hubby, but I will not be doing it. Um. So it's kind of like uh, also like a repeating of the other like laws I've just read. So I'm not reading them twice. And it says, "Ye shall be holy unto me, for the Lord I I the Lord am holy, and have severed you from other people that you should be mine. You're His." Ting. And so, then we're heading all over to Exodus 26, because that was all of, like, the funny. It was just fun to see, like, what it is then, but what Jesus has changed. Like, there's no putting, well, I know there are some cultures that still do that, but here, we are very lucky to be able to, you know, not be putting people to death because of their cheating and that those people still have a chance to go to God and ask for repentance and ask for forgiveness and you know if they change their lives and turn away from their sin they can still be all for it but to the best part of this episode blessings for the obedience and so this is chapter 26 just various verses um and one of my favorite ones would be, And I will walk among you, I will be your God, and ye shall be my people. Leviticus 26, verses 12, because it's so true. He walks with us daily. He listens to us. He hears our prayers. He hears our groans. He hears our struggles. And so it's so amazing to see him confirm that here. And, let it, and like reassuring the Israelites personally, like, hey, I'm here for you. I'm walking with you at all times. And so it says, if ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. If you're obedient to me, I will shower you with rain and make sure that your farms are plentiful and your harvest is full, guys. And he said, I will give peace in the land and ye shall lie down and none shall make you afraid. Oh, a life without fear is just, just sounds amazing. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land. Neither shall the sword go through your land and ye shall chase your enemies and they shall fall before you by the sword. You know what it is? I'm chasing people and just like, ooh. And, you know, I will have respect unto you and make you fruitful and multiply you and establish my covenant with you. You know what it is? God's establishing a covenant with you personally as a people as a congregation it's just it's absolutely amazing but in chapter 26 it also dives in to curses for disobedience and so and if ye shall despise my statues or if your soul abhor my judgments so that ye will not do all my commandments but that ye break my covenant I will also do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror, consumption, and the burning egg that shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of the heart. And ye shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. 
the biggest difference here is God's approach to our sin because obviously there's the end times coming but he get, he's giving us more of a chance to turn back to him to repent to turn from our ways and ever since Jesus died on the cross he's he's giving us that chance consistently until the day comes that he comes back for us to make the conscious effort every day to better our lives in him and so he said he if you will not be reformed by me by these things and will walk contrary unto me then will i also walk contrary unto you and will punish you yet seven times for your sins who wants god walking the opposite way from them not i not i definitely not i and so god promises in verse 40 to remember those who repent he says and if they shall confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespasses they trespassed against me and that they also have walked contrary unto me and that i also have walked contrary unto them and have brought them into the land of their their enemies if then their uncircumcised hearts be humbled if then their hearts be humbled and then they accept of the punishment of their iniquity then will I remember my covenant with Jacob and I'll make sure he is going to make sure I remember you if you turn away from walking in iniquity if you stop walking contrary to him he will immediately turn to you and stop walking contrary to you the minute you turn your life around and say God I don't want to walk in the opposite direction of you he's going to start walking in your direction or you're going to start walking in his direction or there's just going to be a whole new direction where you two will be walking together and walking in the purpose that he's always designed for you and so that's just there's just so many just so many amazing things that you can learn from Leviticus and also just the, the, the thing that is Jesus changed so much that was in Leviticus and just being appreciative of that being appreciative of the fact that God sacrifices one and only son for us for you and for me and so with that being said that is the end of this episode let this be a reminder to you guys like this just these sins or it's these lists of sins aren't for you to judge anybody or for you to like think you're greater than anybody else but it's just to show that jesus came and he saved all of that for you and me but anyway that is the end of this episode i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you guys enjoy a little bit of my 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 puns my best pun of the day was definitely the sacrificial barbecue um there was no need for repeat that but anyway i hope you guys have a great wonderful and blessed friday i will try to do the same i cannot wait until monday we have new guests for you guys so don't forget to like comment and subscribe because there are so many people that want to share their perspective to the world and to you and show you that you are not alone in this walk to God and being a part of this community which is just a family of children of God and so like I said have a great day continue to be faithful happy in love persevering as a child of God Bye.